Camera rolling. Lobster. I'm starting to start this dance shot for sure. And first round. We rolling? Can I check real quick? Mike check. Check. Yeah. Mike. Welcome back to the Auntie Radio Podcast. <laughs> 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 um, welcome back. So I'm currently talking in this interview that Miss Ashley just told me about. Um, Chris Brown, I'm saving it so I can go back and look at it when it's time because I didn't even know he had one out with him. So, I'll save that and we're back. We're doing that episode part two, highly anticipated with Ashley. Okay, we're back. Um, last time we were here, we were talking about your, I'm gonna get it right, ayahuasca. Yes experience um and you've had two more since then mm-hmm. um i was supposed to go uh, with her to san diego and end up couldn't make it but um we we're just talking about that when time is right it's going to happen and i'm going to go through everything and everything will be revealed to me as it's supposed to be yeah. um so let's talk about your last two experiences um how do you feel now after those two experiences what is more clearer to you now what what are the visions? So right now she has me on a no, uh, I'm, I'm walking out all over my nose I received from her. So I have a really, I, I used to have a very strong issue with sugar addiction, like cupcake, my, my favorite I'm meal. I used to. Yes. <laughs> uh, my favorite meal was a 12 ounce Red Bull and uh, Hostess cupcakes. Mm. So I would eat the cupcakes really fast and then I would get rid of the Red Bull. And I would do that every day. Um, I stopped drinking Red Bull February 15th. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Brahma, <laughs> you're hard. I stopped rice drinking every day. Um, and then those cookies, cakes, and candies over anything real. Um, mm-hmm. Ate out a lot, especially as a family. We have so much going on, so we do a lot of that. So uh, I have not, I do not remember a time in my life where I actually went without sugar. It was either um, I only ate one thing of sugar and it worked out when I lost all my weight a couple years ago, but these last happy five years have been packing on the pounds because of the sugar for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this last session, it was, it was interesting because I did hoppe first and it, what I, the only way I can describe hoppe is it takes the weight of the world off your shoulders instantly. And the first time I did it was when I had the sessions here and I just looked at my kids because they, they were in the room for the, the, our sessions. I was like, I didn't realize I was this heavy, I'm so sorry. And so this one, just the weight was off and uh, in came my grandfather. And my grandfather is a huge reason why I'm a speaker to this day. He was a public speaker, but he started AA meetings from his garage in his Palato way before I was born. So I grew up in AAVs. So five, six years old, here you are with my aunt or my grandfather and I'm speaking to, you know, everyone day. So literally that was my upbringing um, with my grandfather. And so he comes in and then both of my aunts, Marta Cookie and Marta Cassandra come in and then my Uncle Bill flashes in. Now my Uncle Bill was actually my father's uncle. So he's my grandmother's brother, but he took care of me whenever I was with my dad. Like my whole life as a little girl. And all he said was, hey niece, came in, came out. 
Then my grandmother comes in, he goes, hey, baby. And I was like, hi, grandma. And I thought I said it out loud. Yeah. Like everything is happening in your dreamlike state. And so he's like, I just want to let you know that I'm proud of you. I love you. You come from a very long line on both sides of pain, of abuse, of agony, um, and uh, a lot of confusion. And but you're breaking that pattern. I said, okay, so that's why you're doing all of this. I was like, all right, that's what's up. And then Monty Cookie is just standing there looking, Monty Cassandra smiling at me and the way that she smiles, no one's saying anything but grandpa. And so then he finished off, he said, but today we're gonna deal with your dad. And I was like, oh, okay. He said, but I'm not here for you. I'm here for him. We're all here for him. And he went back to the shaman. Mm -hmm. Well, the shaman had been working with his um, client and they're alcoholics. Mm. So I was like, yeah, like all of them that came in were all struggling with alcohol. Mm -hmm. So the fact that- Are they all still alive? No, they've all, everyone's passed. They were all, everyone's gone. Mm -hmm. Well, they're about to die day before my birthday. Wow. Not this year, many years ago. But it was like, even in the afterlife, you still doing this work? Mm -hmm. Crazy. So that was that, and then nothing happened. I was out. And I was like, this is weird, because, you know, after 15 minutes or so, maybe even 30, she takes me under, and then we're on our journey together. There was nothing. So I got up. I felt we were in a room with 10 people, and it's way too many people for me. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and it's no, I don't, I'm not a big fan of doing spiritual work with people I don't know. Like that level of vulnerability. I could do two or three, but I was in a room full of people I did not know outside of my husband and both of my daughters. Like so uncomfortable feeling or just because you don't know what you're taking on? feel everybody's everything. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this is annoying. Yeah. So I went up in the living room and my, my, my two littles were in the living room with the cats because my shaman has like four or five cats. And I was, you know, talking to them, and then a couple minutes later, the shaman comes in and goes, you're out? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to lose your second dose. I hate the passion taste of my nose. Mm. Hate it, okay? Yeah. Just, I can make myself throw up right now. She's <laughs> like, <laughs> it's that. It's that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. It's worth it, though. Yeah, yeah. So he brings it back in, and I'm like, whatever. So I take the second dose, and then boom. I'm off, I'm sailing, and she's, I, she brought up all of the childhood trauma that I experienced with my father. She brought up every bit of, as a child, how unfair life felt for me. And as we're going through it, she's like, check off, and that's done, and that's done, and that's done. And it was just like, she was checking it off. Yeah. And it was interesting because and I won't get into what my childhood experience, I'm not ready to publicly speak about it yet, but it was very fascinating because I realized I thought a lot of what I experienced as a child was unfair, but normal. And as a grown woman who's in therapy and done the work and doing the healing work, I thoroughly understand how unnormal that was. But she even brought up the sense of normalcy in my childhood that I took with that. Mm -hmm. And so it just was a real, it was a real hard look at how dysfunctional I was. Not just in my environment and my family, but just in me as in like how confused a little girl I was. What happened to my second dose? Like my 
20s. You know, I don't think I've really gotten a hold of it until really maybe two, three years ago. Um, and so when, I, when he closed ceremonies and we came out, my husband had one of the most beautiful conversations with his daughter, right? She came and she said, hey, and I'm, I'm crying. I'm still in, I'm still under her in a way, but I can hear you, you're, you're always cognizant. So I hear the conversation and I'm just like, God, like I just start crying. Like this is what a father is supposed to be. Yeah. And then I mourn for my child, all my children. I mourn for myself. I'm, and then and then I hear her say, and check. I was like, and see. And then I just kind of feel like it was like, okay. Kind of like washed away. Yeah. You know, it's there as a memory. Um, and a lot of it, me not publicly speaking, is still a uh, need to protect. Um, and that's, and it's protection of myself, not of, of my parents. Mm -hmm. It's protection of just myself and where I'm at right now. Because there's still some things that I'm working through and I realize. So I'll go through another session and you have to mend the relationships with them. But one of the things that I, when I came out, the shaman's wife told me, she said, sometimes, so we can't, we can't mend our relationships with our parents in their human form, but it's their souls that we need to work with. And that took me and I was like, dang. She said, so start talking and writing to the souls of your parents. And then when you come in, you set your intentions to talk to the souls of your parents because soulfully we can heal so that's what you do on a regular basis you are not here for the human experience you're here for the souls mm -hmm. you've come to raise souls frequencies into the awareness of who and what they are on this planet not their egos and so i really put me into the space of like okay i'm going to approach it from this direction because i've always tried to approach the relationship the very dysfunctional relationship with my parents from a, a people to people mm -hmm. like you're a human mm -hmm. right but that's where judgment comes in that's where blame comes in and the egos, pain, trauma, yelling, arguing. And the truth of the situation is I chose to come here just like they chose to have me. People think, oh, kids didn't choose to be here. I don't rock with that belief system. I believe if I'm a soul first, and I am a soul first, if my soul left my body, my body and my mind would turn to, 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 to nothing. If I'm a soul first, then I made a choice to come to this life and experiences. So my parents are seasoning to my bland ass chicken. <laughs> Right? Like that's what it is. Yeah. So I can see that. So now I'm taking that approach and this is only six days old, mm -hmm. right? So I'm taking that approach and every morning I'm waking up with a new level of clarity. And so I've, I'm very thankful in that aspect. But now I'm also realizing that in order to mend and heal the souls of the relationship with my parents, it's also going to help with what I've experienced with my preteen, well, my teenager, she's 14. Because we're in a, a, in a a really interesting relationship right now too. It's like she's 14 and I'm learning how to accept behaviors that are unacceptable while training new behaviors mm. um, while being hurt from the behaviors. From the behaviors. Mm -hmm. And understanding that I'm the person, I'm a cancer to the fullest. To the fullest. <laughs> so when you hurt me, you feel well, not only you feel it, but I'm done. Then I cut you off. I don't. What I didn't touch you for? Yeah. I can't do that with my kid. Yeah. So here I have to, have to go through it. Have to deal with these things. You have to accept certain things because this is my child. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I think the hard pills to solve sometimes, but it's worth it to work through because it is. I have to have this bond. I want to have this bond with my child. I do. And mm -hmm. and I've cut off my parents multiple times in my life. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not like. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. So I'm also retraining myself from cutoffs and not to not 
what? And Aya just continues to just show and blossom in me. How? And in the moments where I'm like, oh, she's like, yeah, but that was your mom with you. Mmm, it's like a full circle moment. Is that just like a cancer thing? I don't know if it's just a trauma thing or a cancer thing because I go through the same thing. Like, I've been annoyed with family members and people that you're supposed to oh, never cut off and everything. I'm just like, I, I can stop talking to you no more. Listen. But when it's family, what is that? You might not always like that person, but you love that person. So that love stands out more than like, and I'm willing to work through it for that. Um, either when it comes against my, as my ego self, because I'm like, I don't need this. I, I can go. Like, I don't need to talk to you. I don't need to be stressed about certain things. Or if you annoy me or anything like that, I can just cut you off. But like, especially like when it comes to like my brother and my mom and things like that, it's like, oh, this is my family. You know, I have to work through things. And then I look at my relationship with my mom, um, how that was and actually talking about it um, with my mom on the podcast and her and I. Being as close as we should, and, and we're close, but at the same time, when you see other people with their mothers, it's like, oh, they go out, they go out to eat, they're girls, I didn't do that with my mom. It was more like, um, uh, very like a mother figure as well, but more like discipline. Um, it was very strict, it was very this or that. Um, and I felt kind of closed off uh, going through that with my mom. I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, and I couldn't do certain things. Um, so I felt like she didn't want me to do these things, but she was trying to protect me. So I'm going and trying to get her perspective and everything. Um, and that was a whole little thing that I had to go through with, with my mom as well. So I'm just like, I can see how all these things come full circle when I get mad at certain things, and I'm, like, I'm acting like my mom. Why am I mad that I'm acting like my mother? Then it brings up, like, okay, did I not like together all these questions start flowing and i'm still i'm going through the process i'm still going through it so it's like okay well i, I mean i kind of know how to handle that situation yet um and then i will have to see where that stems from as well when you figure that out let me know because yeah i'm i'm i am the cut off quick quick years not speaking to both my parents mm-hmm. currently by now i talked to him for this year too uh <clears throat> and i just don't have a uh, when it comes to my father i don't have a desire it's not there. I have moments where, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I miss my dad. And it's like, what, what are you missing? And so it's like, I don't, I have a Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have it at all. In fact, he's blessed that he gets to see my children when my little brother takes, you know, gets to visit. That's a 17 year old brother. Hell responsible. He is the epitome of what hit two cars, a job active in school, straight A student, wants to be a fireman, like he's his own level. So yeah. yes, kids, go. That's your uncle. By all means. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't did my mom is young time. No, not this time. My first marriage he did, which he should not have done. Um, but this time now, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, my he's, he's been around, he was around for a little bit. I I I give grace to a certain extent because of the title. Yes. But there's a boundary that you cannot cross and will get you cut off. Mm-hmm. Now, I may open it up. My mother, she has like a revolving door. I'll give my breaks. I think for the rest of my life, my mom will always have a revolving door. We're cool. As long as we are cool. The yeah. minute that some ruffled feathers come in, then it's break time. Yeah. Like it's just, and it's necessary. Um, but with my dad, no. It's like, all right. Cut off. Yeah, yeah. Until he can admit and tell the truth, 
accountability to the fullest, there really is nothing for me to have. Again, you're blessed that you get to see your grandchildren when you get to see them because it's not. Mm -hmm. So that's where that sits. And that's where I am is starting. I could see she's that she's she's been very gentle with the approach to all of my trauma. So I know that my next couple ones are going to be rough um, and it's going to be based off of that situation in particular, which is why my grandfather appeared and said, we're going to deal with your dad. Yeah. And so I, and I'm, I'm open. That's one thing about me. I'm open. I will never say never on anything when it comes to my parents. Because again, honesty, truth, transparency, you got me. Yeah. Games, lying, manipulation. I'm sorry. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I can't have that in my life because you will cause unnecessary drama and trauma and rehashing things that don't need to be rehashed. Now, there's a level of audacity that I think all parents have when it comes to their kids because there are parents mm -hmm. that I also have about. But I don't I don't deal with anybody, siblings included. I don't I will I will put a boundary up because I'm so serious about my healing journey. Now, as I get as I mature in my journey, as I grow and develop in my journey, that is subject to change. But I'm also not who you think I am because what you think I am is based off of what you think you know about me from whatever our experiences were prior to who I am today. Right. You're and I also another I'm a whole other being. Yeah. And truthfully, you probably can't even communicate with me on this level because this level requires a certain a level of ability. Your vibrations need to be be rising up to even meet me at this level to have a conversation. And a dismantling of your belief system. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the other part too. I I know how to have, I, I can show anyone in their belief system and their religion how to love their higher power, whether it's Buddha, Christ, Muhammad, more, because it's all within you. Mm -hmm. But when you want to communicate with me and we're talking about feelings, I don't operate in feelings when it comes to that. Now, I may have a reaction of feelings that now i got to go back and do my work in. Yeah. Like, damn, I have a reaction to that. Next time, I'm going to have a reaction to that. I'm going to figure out what that pinpoint is, and I'm going to understand it, and I'm going to heal that part, that whatever that trigger was, and get over it. But I don't subscribe to feelings being facts. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who are in religious indoctrination are basing their feelings. I can say a lot of people, my family-wise, are basing their feelings as if they're facts. And they're not. That is not feel. Just a And I don't honor feelings by being, oh my God, okay, yeah, so we're going to talk from your feelings and understand. No, it's your feelings aren't facts. So what's the truth in the situation? And wherever there is disharmony, there's a lie present. Yeah. So what's the lie? And even when somebody says, oh, I'm telling my truth, your truth can still be a lie because that's your truth. That's how you experienced it. Say that again. That is how you experience it. Just saying, this is my truth doesn't mean it's the truth. Listen, and the my truth in the situation mm -hmm. is based off of a feeling that's based off of a memory that's probably rooted in a trauma. Mm -hmm. And we ain't got no time for that. Yeah. What's the truth? And how do you transcend that feeling to get to the next vibrational experience that isn't this, where there's harmony flowing? So I keep a very strong boundary around myself and that, and that's definitely a part of experience mm -hmm. um and i live by it. i stand on 10 toes on it and if you don't like it that's fine you gotta be in my life but those who are in my life definitely get the benefit of being in my life mm -hmm. and i don't think yeah. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> there's benefits to being in my life i promise you it's way more benefits than there is anything else mm -hmm. and so that's that's exactly how i live my life and operate in it's the worst 
So um, with that, I know, like you said, people would need to level up basically spiritually in order to have these certain conversations and to see certain perspectives. So how does one level up spiritually? It's contingent on them. Mm -hmm. It's contingent on what they want to do, how they want to level up. Are they willing to admit what's hurting them? Mm -hmm. Are they willing to talk about their deepest, darkest secrets? Because their secrets are what your, your anchors. So what's holding you down, those are, those are keeping you from flying high. Mm -hmm. You know, people think I can have a secret and be successful. No, nah, because when you lay your head down at night, that secret is it's still there. Yeah. yeah. And I've dealt with people who've killed people. I've dealt with people who and haven't got caught. I've dealt with people who um, have been who have been the predators in trauma, traumatic situations. I've dealt with a more so a whole kilometer of people. And at the end of the day, I don't care how successful and how much money you have, when you lay your head down on that pillow, you still have to do what's on your chest is what's gonna help you elevate. So how much are you willing to talk about? Because I can show you why that made sense, why you did that. I can bring it all the way because a murderer isn't just a murderer. Someone who kills someone, doesn't just, you don't, a baby's not born a killer. They're taught that, something happened, something created that, something manifested that, something. So when we get to the root of that, now we can start dealing with why you think that's okay. And why you thought that was okay. And then how do you heal from that? There's a level of truth that comes with it and consequences of it. You cannot escape natural consequences. This is also why I don't like the judicial system. The judicial system allows psychotic people who are already, how is it that, do we know who lawyers and judges are? character-wise, behind that coat, right? So we allow these people to dictate life consequences based on what they believe or how they feel. On the law. Mm -hmm. well, what, what created the law? Yeah. Who did that? Now, this is no disrespect to those who went to school. I'm merely saying we have a lot of people in positions of power mm -hmm. that dictate what happens over another human body, nine times out of 10, aren't really connected with the souls of themselves. It's just, is what it is. So I'm a big proponent of natural consequences. Mm -hmm. I like that karma. That is your karma. Whatever's gonna happen to you, you can you can sentence somebody twenty five to life, but that's not what their karma's gonna be. Their karma is X Y Z. What's gonna happen? Their mental state they're gonna be in. They're gonna be missing their family. They're gonna be doing this. They have this opportunity, but now it's taken away. Like you think you doing that? That you're controlling? You have the power to put somebody in what they're supposed to be in. But man, there's several things and several people and several entities that uh, could have been in prison and I, I, I see the consequences mm -hmm. of their life decisions outside of prison and say that's so much better than what prison could have done. Yeah. That man-made orchestrated event that was done in white supremacy to begin with, let's call it spade spade, but nevertheless runs this world. Yeah. It's not doing what I'm watching this happen right here to this person. Because mm -hmm. this is, you create your reality. So if you have a mentality to be of a, a vicious descent, of ill intent, of, of trauma, of pain and agony, you're in suffering, you're gonna get that back. Yeah. It's gonna come on you naturally. It may take 20 years. It may take 30 years. Mm -hmm. That ain't my business. When you do something to me, it's not my business to know when you're gonna get your just due. I just know that it's coming. That, listen, I was just 
talking about it, I get like goosebumps because like this is like we did our first interview and I'm just like, oh my God, like I'm feeling all these things. And now again, it's like I was literally just talking about you cannot control somebody else's karma. You cannot control what happens to them or you might want to give somebody their karma. That's not your place. Honey, if you give somebody your karma, that means you're feeling it inside of you, mm -hmm. which means you feel bad. Which means you're strumming a low frequency vibration, mm -hmm. which means you're now creating those low frequency people, situations, and circumstances to happen in your life. And it's gonna come right back to you. You know, went out and put this energy out, and when it's full circle, it'll come back to you. And I was all like, I can't believe I that wasn't your job to do that. And you know what gives people justification? Mm -hmm. I'm justified. Mm -hmm. Look what they did to me. I'm ju justification is one of the biggest lies of the, of the ego. Mm -hmm. You are not justified. Yeah. There's no such thing. Justification means you're about to be hurt again. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Because there's no way around that. Your goal is to elevate beyond all of those needs and step out of the ego, which is to allow life to unfold because life is going to unfold. You are life itself. So let it unfold. Let people do and be how they are and then check yourself as you go along the way. Now, I say this because it's channeling through knowing that I'm held responsible for all of it. That's another reason why I don't like dealing with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Because when you start helping people, you start giving the information to raise their frequency, you're now responsible for what you say. And it comes on you, so your consequences for not living in what you say hit you hard. That's why I tell people, people want to be spiritual so bad. No, you don't. Unless you really, unless you really want ready. You really, really ready. It's and not a trial. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it was a situation where I was so mad at this person. I mean, they got me to a point that I healed from. Ooh. Do not, if don't, you don't take me, <laughs> do not take me back to what I, I got away from already. That's your fault. You know that, right? That's my, that was my fault. Okay. That was absolutely my fault. Okay. They gonna do what they gonna do, right? You know, and I stepped out of my character, back down to that that low vibration, and I had a quick response to it. I was, I in that moment, I wasn't in control of my emotions. Uh -huh. I snapped out of it for, for a minute. Uh -huh. I said, and then I, I, I transferred. I can't talk about the last one. I transferred that anger into what it really was supposed to be. I let out that release. I cried. I let that situation go. I'm dealing with it day by day, but I wasn't gonna dwell on it. And then I had to think some things that that person had said to me. I said, oh my God, like you have such a beautiful soul. You're gonna be so great, like you're gonna be X, Y, Z. And I'm like, okay, thank you. And then months later, it hit me like, that person's karma is them not being a part of your life to see you be great. And it may not be that much to me once I realized and I felt that in my spirit, that's that person's karma. They wanted to be there for all that. They wanted to help me and, and do certain things to get me along that journey, but now they can't. Literally, like, probably like two, three weeks ago, um, I have, this person's blocked on my phone number, blocked on social media, everything like that. We've never been friends on Facebook. I logged onto Facebook and my Facebook is private. They liked the posts that were public, which was of my juicing business. And that's what they wanted to see me succeed in. And they came and liked every single post. They look it from the outside in because you can't be here to celebrate my wins with me. Honey. This person was, he's not meant to come on this level with you. Leave them right. That's their company. And that's a painful, it's a, it's a thorn in the side. 
It's so hard. It was so hard. I'm like, oh my God, I have to sit there and accept it. And then I know why it happened like that. But that's a thorn in his side. Mm -hmm. For the rest of his life, he will go down in history as, I dropped the ball. Yeah, I dropped the ball. And with that, you've got so, it's so much more because what you let go of mm -hmm, mm -hmm. comes back in a way where you're like, oh my God, I'm so thankful. Yes. I'm so thankful this person is not. I'm so thankful I chose to let go. I'm so thankful. And then you get, you'll hear little tidbits of the different shit that people be going through. Mm -hmm. Like, damn, yeah, oof. You know, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta be okay with that because you can't see the blessing when it's actually going on. When no. when it's so fresh, but you need that time. You need that time frame because people try to move on so fast. Another thing, people try to. Oh, I don't care. I'm on to the next. I'm on to this. Like this is driving me. That's okay. Why are you avoid it? Mm -hmm. Deal with your feelings. Deal with your emotions. Go through that. You might you might want to get over it in two weeks, but it might take. It's supposed to take you like two months, three months, and you're trying mm -hmm. to rush the process. You have to go through that healing process to properly be able to feel the gratefulness that you're supposed to feel on the other side of that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's I think it's just a patience. Mm -hmm. Patience is is that's the lesson I'm I'm getting right now. Mm -hmm. Patience is the manifestation of alignment. Mm -hmm. You can't have or pull for patience. It really is a gift given. Mm -hmm. And I think that when we try to have patience, that's when we notice our frustration mm -hmm. versus focused on just being aligned. Alignment is feeling good. Alignment is thinking those thoughts when you're feeling bad. A lot of, a lot of it is observing. Observation of the mind is key. And people don't recognize that the mind is not them, that it's a phenomenon happening within them. Mm -hmm. And so when we start to grasp that concept and understand it, then you'll notice the fight of the mind. That's why meditation is so powerful. Because when you try to meditate, your mind goes ape shit, wanders off like crazy. Right? But then yeah. if it's wandering, there's something watching the wandering. Mm. What's watching the wandering? It's, it's you. Mm. The mind isn't you. Mm. It's a phenomenon. Remember, the mind is going. Meditate. Next time you meditate, focus on your breathing. I have to focus on the tip of my nose. It takes mm -hmm. about 15 minutes for me to settle into my meditation. And I've used, uh, what is it, binaural beats? Mm -hmm. Those are wonderful. The theta wave, that helps. My biocharger is a wonderful way of turning you off, too. Mm -hmm. But try to focus on your mind. Watch how your mind goes, and you're, and you're going. Something is going with the mind. You'll be like, oh, shit, my mind's going. Yeah. And then you go back to your nose. Back. Yeah. So who's going back to the nose? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Then the mind comes up, yeah. sneaks in and crawls. Mm -hmm. So the observer, who is the perceiver perceiving? Mm -hmm. Who is the perceiver perceiving? And when you really start to do that practice, even if it's for one minute at a time, you start to do it, you'll start to separate yourself from your mind. And you feel it too. You feel it. Because like, we try to get in that meditative state when I first started. I can't keep my mind. I couldn't. I'm like, okay, well, then you get frustrated with yourself because you're trying to, like I said, trying to have the patience to even meditate. And so I'm like thinking about this. Okay, what am I going to cook tonight? What am I, okay, now I'm going back. And I'm going back again. It's like a back and forth thing. Um, but you have to have the patience to sit there to actually let that settle in, to get into it. I, and it's me 
it, for me, it was me not being focused on the present. I'm thinking about everything else except for what I need to be doing in that moment. Your mind is thinking. Mm -hmm. Your mind is going. Mm -hmm. You are the I am observing it. Mm -hmm. And that's what that is. You're just stuck. Because I'm trying to take you there. So, so here, my shaman just did a test to speak into. He said, now say I am out loud. Now say I am inside. Which one are you? Inside. You're neither. You're the observer of both. See, you take me on some trippy shit right now. <laughs> it's not trippy, it's the truth. But yeah. your mind even said that. Oh my god, this is some trippy shit. Yeah, your mind, because your mind knows. Something about your mind doesn't want to allow you to see it mm -hmm. because it is a product of everything you've been through in your life. Mm -hmm. And this is not like a shit on the mind experience, it's not a shit on the ego. Like, oh my god, my ego is so bad. No, it's there to protect you. It just no longer needs to protect you the same way that it has because mm -hmm. you're evolving. So when you ask the question, how does someone become more leveling up? That's how. Because ask them to observe their mind. And what does that mean? Figure it out. That's the journey. That's the question. Who are you? Who are you really? Who are you really? Because if your spirit left your body, this body and mind would cease to exist. So you are the isness, the essence of it all. Becoming the observer. My, uh, my bonus child says uh, she has this thing with jellyfish, right? Jellyfish have no emotional system, no nervous system. They have none of the systems that make you think. They just be. Mm -hmm. They just be. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. She's like, she'll, when her mind goes crazy, she'll go to jellyfish. And she goes into a jellyfish-like space where the mind just turns off. That's the goal. Our food keeps our mind going. Our addiction keeps our mind going. Sex keeps our mind going. Alcohol keeps our mind going. Drugs keep our mind going. It's a lot of shit that keeps this mind. TV programming, yeah, number one mind going. Music keeps your mind going. It's a whole lot that controls your mind. At Beyonce's concert, she said, uh, there's a big flash that comes up and it says, he who controls the media controls the mind. Yes. Right? Why? Because the media is programming your subconscious to think a certain way. And so you don't have control over it because you identify as your mind. You think you are your mind. You think you are this body. You think you are your race. You think you are the religion you came from. You think you're your name. You had a presence of I am before you were born. Before you even was here. Before you, got, before you came out and said, oh, it's a boy. Oh, it's a girl. Mm -hmm. And this is what I will name her. This is the religion I will give her. This is the race that I will bestow on her. The whole time. But you're so much more than that. Yeah. You're so much greater. You're beyond that. You're beyond all of these limitations. And when you finally tap in, that's why I love Ayahuasca so much. Because she shows you that you ain't this. You are far greater. Your leveling up is in the knowing of that and then living life through that lens. Mm -hmm. Because your ego will die. Yeah. It will die immediately when you recognize it. It melts like, like acid grace. That's a grace. So, do we need our egos? Like you said, sometimes we do need it. You said it was protecting you in a certain way before, but now it's basically time for it to protect you in another way. So, do you completely need to eliminate the ego, or is it there for a certain protection for certain situations? The, the ego will die out as you evolve. The ego's presence is a reflection of maturity, of awareness. 
that as you mature in your awareness, the need of the ego will no longer be. It will just be in the presence of self. And that is why you came here. You may not be in this lifetime, but you need the next. You have that option. So evolving outside of that. That's why I say meditation is important. So is another one that I love. But you'll see it. You'll you can see it. It'll show up. You'll feel it. And then just wanting to. Get the desires of your heart. If you really want the real truth of the matter is people want to level up, start to want to. Seek it like you seek sex and then you will have an orgasmic experience. Ooh. Oh my goodness, the death of the ego. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Yeah. And it's something that we always work for. Yeah. My ego will pop up. I call her Katrina because she's worse than a hurricane. For real. It is. Yeah, she takes many lives with her when she shows up. Yeah. So I'm, I'm aware of her. She shows. She, a couple people can pull her, they can trigger her. And then that's when I shut off the antennas. I cut off, knock yeah, That's where they cut off because you don't want that person. You don't want that to come out. I don't want to do And I can feel it. Now, there's a point in me I know if I'm working towards where it, can, it will not happen ever again. Mm-hmm. Right? There's nothing. The goal for me is to become so aligned and so vibrationally in tune that no matter what happens around me, there's no need. She is quiet. Yeah. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. But because it's like, it's still like maybe like, like you said, a trigger or a weakness. Something. Or I'm not. Maybe not strong enough. I want to say not strong enough yeah. to not have that come out. Absolutely, be in control. You, you. There's a way. You know, what I'm saying there's there is a way, but there's also a way for me not to as well. So yeah. I'm finding it. I haven't. My 14 year old is testing me. She, she, you know, but that's because the childhood traumas, everything that I haven't addressed in my own childhood is coming out in my own childhood. Yeah, with her. So it's. We're doing the work. She's coming to our children are our best teachers. And when I was working with her, she saved my life. I was suicidal before I was pregnant with her. So here, here she is. She saved my life to come here. And now she's teaching me how to get out of my ego when raising her. Because I wasn't taught that way. So it's it's work. It's a never ending teaching and learning and doing all at the same time. And I'm helping other people do the same thing within their own life. So I'm being held to a standard within myself that feels like. My husband tells me you need to relax. You need to be easier on yourself, have more compassion. Because so you do a lot of work. You do a lot of work on other people, you do a lot of work on yourself, you never stop. And that's something that Ayahuasca has done too since June has really helped me have more compassion on myself and be okay with going down. I stopped everything I was doing. I used to have black women heal. Yeah. Here everyone's I stopped it. Mm-hmm. This is what we were experiencing with my, my our family. You know, me with my 14 year old, she's 13 at the time. Can't even do this, right? It's too much. It's too much. Okay. Reel it in. And so I've, I've stopped a lot. I stopped taking clients, everything, just to get to the space of understanding because there was some confusion in how I was moving and how I was like feeling. And, like, what is this? And she quickly showed me, you know, I know, honey, you're, you're being called higher. Yeah. You're being called much, much higher. So the work looks a lot different. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing it. Like My husband too. <laughs> greatness is coming. So I'm telling you, it takes some work, but uh, yes. you know, once you get there, you're gonna be so just joyful, yeah, peaceful, yeah, you know? yeah. I want to talk about twin flames versus soulmates. 
So I was, you know, doing a little reading, you know. Um, it was saying more like a uh, twin flame is like the person that is holding up the mirror to you, um, showing you your flaws, the things that you're uncomfortable with, your insecurities. Um, that's that they're a mirror of that for you. Um, they're holding up that mirror for your reflection. And also, it's not just one way, it's, it's, it's a two-way street. They're, you know, doing the same thing. I mean, you're doing the same thing with them as well. Um, and then soulmate is kind of like uh, who you're supposed to be with, who you're supposed to go on this journey with throughout life. Um, some people believe that you have multiple soulmates. Um, some people just believe it's just that one person. Um, I honestly, I don't know. How that soulmate thing works. It's like, okay, do I just have one soulmate? I feel like you can have different connections with everyone and it may feel like a soulmate type of connection, but I kind of, I don't know where I stand on that, really. I feel like it's been taught in programs. So it's like, oh, you have a soulmate. It's the person supposed to be with for the rest of your life. It's just one person. But maybe it's supposed to be multiple people that's supposed to be your soulmate. Um, but I just want to talk about the difference between the two and your opinion on that. I think the same thing. The same thing? I, I I operate from a space of you get what you put out. You you receive the man or the woman of which you're vibrating at. And whatever that journey looks like is what that journey looks like. I don't put labels on it. I don't think that that's necessary for me in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I once tried to figure out. I feel like I agreed with soulmates and twin flames when they were men. I had no business being. So I could justify the wishy-washiness and the behavior patterns, mm-hmm. right? Or when I'm over the moon, excited, and in lust, it was a soulmate, mm-hmm. right? I don't necessarily subscribe to it. I have my husband now, mm-hmm. and I have no intentions on ever divorcing. And now it is death to us and that's where I'm rocking with and we vibrationally match and sometimes we vibrationally aren't matching Mm -hmm. and we'll be on opposite spectrums of the room and I think that's just the relationship and the dynamic of it I don't I don't see I don't personally believe in the twin flames and soulmates it's just that's not my area of expertise Um, do you like what you're getting yeah keep giving it (laughs) if you don't like what you're getting change your frequency Yes. And then come chit and sit with me and we'll change your frequency together. Like, that's just how I operate. Yeah. All that stuff is a little bit too more, it's too too complex. Too complicated. Yeah. Too much. It's like, well, it's based on feelings as yeah. well. So I feel like, I feel like you're that. I, I can say, like, when I was learning about the twin flames and so much, I'm like, I looked at certain people as my twin flames. I feel like those were lessons. Yes. Like, okay, that's been for sure. Like, this yeah. person, like, I'm going back and forth. And I'm like, but then they were showing me how I was, like, you know, it would bring it would bring certain attributes out of me that that I didn't know I had within it until they brought it out. And they came to show you to help you find to what you like and what you don't like, what you want, what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Nothing brings mm-hmm. that out better. When you know what you want, then you align with it. Yeah. When you know what you don't want, then you put a wall up to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you learn. So when you say a lesson, absolutely, you got to figure out what you want and what you didn't want. Yeah. And now you're creating more of what you want. Now you'll meet somebody else, and maybe this will be the one that you go to death or you part with. Or maybe it's death this weekend. Like, 
Yeah. Oh my God. Like it's everything is timing. Everything is supposed to happen. It's supposed to. Everything is alignment. So it's like if this is where you're supposed to be in your journey. And this person is part of it. That's cool. Now your journey with them is over. Let's go on to the next. It's like and then it hurts sometimes. Uh, you know, we start from people. It might be a lover. It might be a friend. It might be whoever it might be. But when that relationship is over, sometimes it's really hard to let go of that person and understanding that people are lessons sometimes. Like everybody is not meant to stay in their booth. Well, walk off. That's right. And then you have to. They have to. Be okay with that. Yeah. Not in that first moment. I know it's hard. It was hard for me with certain people, but now it's like, okay, I felt like a. a when I was talking about karma release last time, I'm like, okay, I'm done with that. Yeah. I'm done with that situation. I'm done with that person. And I don't feel sad about it anymore. Yeah. I feel good to let go. Yeah, yeah. I say one of the things I have clients with really when they're in those situations is give every aspect of yourself that you possibly can give. That way, when you walk away, you know you gave it all. I don't like approaching relationships from a closed heart. You know, a hurt heart, a bitch heart. I'm not a recommender of that because that's not going to get you. You're never going to really know. You can't know if this is your person if you have a wall up or not. You'll give, you're going to get the half of you that you get out of them. They're going to give you the half that you receive. Because get, you get what you put out. Mm -hmm. So I say, mm -hmm. give yeah. all of yourself. Yeah. Give all of yourself. If you're going to be in a committed, serious relationship, give all of yourself. Why is that so hard? Because you have, your ego is protecting you. Mm. So when you start to observe your ego more, that heart will open and then you're going to attract what you want. Yeah. Right? Because right now you're guarded. Rightfully, justifiably so. But so what? You're justified. So what? What are you going to do with it? You want to say like this? Do you like? Is it working for you? It's not working. So it's not hard. It's step-by-step -step action. When you feel your heart, your throat close, take a pause, get yourself to a space where you observe it, ask why it's there, release it. Most of us aren't actively, like I'm serious when I say, you get into a relationship with someone, you're starting to date them, you're starting to like them, open up your heart personally. You don't have to say anything out loud, but start to open up your heart. What does that look like? What are these feelings that you're having? When you write your feelings down, look at them. Is this the truth or is this an emotion? Mm -hmm. If this is an emotion, okay, cool. Where does this emotion come from? Yeah. Is this coming from daddy issues? Is this coming from mommy issues? Is this coming from neediness? A lot of us get into relationships because we need someone there. Yeah. That's not a real relationship. When you need that person, it has to be a want. Not even a want, because a want is a need. Mm -hmm. You are with this person because it matches you. Yeah. This is this max works. This feels it it works. The feeling that's attached to it is not I'm worried. I love you, but I'm worried. Yeah. I like you, but I think you're you could be cheating on me. Mm -hmm. Right? The other person also has a responsibility to create that security too, though. Yeah. You know, it's it's two two show or one man show. Yeah. You're creating the lines of security by your integrity, by your alignment. See, we get when we have two misaligned individuals getting together, that's where toxicity comes from. Mm. If we have two aligned individuals, which means we speak like language. Like language means we're not lying. We're not manipulating. We're not playing games. We're not holding back, which gives room for the heart to open. Mm. But the fear of being hurt is a lie. Yeah. And that's where the ego comes in and goes up that defense wall. And wherever there is a lie, there is disharmony. Mm -hmm. So then you have a toxic ass relationship. Yeah. Or you got an iffy, I don't know, what are you giving? Are you unsure about something? Your heart's not fully open if you're unsure. 
And I, my husband was the example of that because I came into our relationship like, no, I'm open, but. but I'm open, but and he just he did at every stop was like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not him, I'm not. I understand why you like that. Yeah. I'm not him. Now you have a choice. Now if I would have used it as an excuse and carried it on and drug on and not not how we as women tend to do, whereas I've been hurt before. I love that story. Love <laughs> and I don't think I'd be married today. Yeah. But he, yeah. all he did was just have to tell me. And it wasn't a consistent, continuous basis. It was more like when I, my heart would close and he would show it closer where I felt like I wanted to run, he would, well, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to where I love you. Yeah. So let your ego die. Language. Let that ego die. Oh, feelings aren't facts. Language. Being with someone who is spiritually aligned, they're going to use the language that completely dismantles your ego. When you don't know shit about this ego and you're not really about this spiritual work, you're not going to be able to speak the language that a woman needs or a man needs in order to be bleed outside of their typical traumas. We're all wounded. Yeah. We all got wounds. But what are you doing to heal those wounds from the inside out? Not just band-aid. We'll get into relationships to band-aid wounds and then wonder why we're studying you. Girl, <laughs> let me say something. We're going to have to put this session. Okay? Because I'm just like, if you have to actively do the work. And I mean, like I said, it doesn't feel good all the time. But when you really want that, when you really desire to be set free from and, and heal yourself, you're going to put in that work. And that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> Real. I used right. to get fun of it. I used to have people who make fun of me because I say the only thing I want to do is be a wife. Mm -hmm. What? I, I want to be a wife. That's it. Everything else is I say, okay, I want to, I want a significant other in my life. I want to build a life around I, cancers where we're homely, we're family, yes, we're did. So I've, I've been true to the game on that one. Yes. And that's the only thing I want. I make fun of When I get into relationships, I play that role. People say, don't give the whole cow away. Yeah, don't, don't do all this before you do this and give it time. You got to see this and see If it's a worthy man, you're getting the best I have to offer. If that's not good for it, good enough for you, I can see that eventually it's cut off. Yeah. That's what it's been. Yeah. So when it's not appreciated and when it's not reciprocated, and when it's half-assed, guess what? And then if I start to feel that you half-assed, guess what I do? I start giving half-assed too. Mm -hmm. And then eventually it don't work. And then guess what I got? I got a whole-ass husband. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't let my heart close either, though. Like, I'll have moments of guardedness. Mm -hmm. And here's another thing. It just came to me right now. There's a difference between being guarded, mm -hmm. having a boundary, and having your heart closed. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's the difference between the two? The boundary is... I'm letting you know and communicating with you that right now I feel like I have fear about where we're going. Heart closed, I'm not saying anything. I'm just responding this way. Does that make, a difference? Does it make sense? Yeah, I explain that well. Mm -hmm. it's you're not telling your true feelings. Okay. You're not, you're not expressing, you're not communicating what's happening, which is an issue we haven't been anyway, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not communicating what's really honestly happening. Not, and there's a difference too, and there's layers to this shit. Because you'll have women who are like just creating an argument, you're upset, you're mad, you're angry, you're hurt, you're whatever, but there's no, you don't know the root of that. Mm -hmm. So you're just being nitpicky and catty. What's the root? Get to why the root. Why feeling all this? Why are you acting out this way? And a lot of times, maybe because of your partners, because of you, mm -hmm. you don't unresolved trauma and issues from your child. Maybe you're not to your partner that has nothing to do with that. 
Like, now you're causing them. Now it's toxicity in the house. Now y'all arguing. Now y'all bickering back and forth because you yes haven't done your work. Haven't done your work again. Two aligned people. Two aligned people will create a good life. Mm-hmm. Misaligned people will create toxicity. Yes. But the yes. good news is, goodness is toxic can become aligned. Mm-hmm. Just when you become aligned, yeah. When you become aligned, you might not even get it over. Or you might even have a better relationship. But you gotta both be in the space mm-hmm. of working towards being your higher self. Period. Self improvement. Well, some people say, oh, like we grew apart, and then you have some people's opinions like, oh, well, there's no such thing as grow apart. This is no, we have to work through it. If I'm working through it and I'm becoming a better person and you're not healing your trauma, you're not healing with the root cause of why we're like this or why you, you know what I'm saying? Why you are thinking certain things, then I mean, obviously we did grow apart. I grew up and on and you're still at that same level. Yeah. I refuse. If I'm coming up, I don't want to be dealing with this. I don't want to have these traumas uh, attached to me anymore. I'm trying to move past that with anybody. I don't want, I'm not a place where I don't want any stress. I don't want any chaos. I don't want any toxicity. That I, I'm done with that part of my life. If you're not coming in bringing peace or you're not willing to work towards that and become your higher self so we can be peaceful together, then I, I don't know what to tell you. So two things came to mind. Mm-hmm. One is you are peace. Anything that's not peace comes up in your peace which is meant to be observed and allowed to pass, like the clouds, right? The sun, peace, clouds is everything that's not bad. So if someone can't bring you peace, you said, if you're not bringing me peace, I just want you to put that in your mind too. Someone can't bring that to you. You are, therefore you get it and you receive it. You see the difference in the frequency in that? Yes, you okay? Second part is, people say they can't outgrow is a lie. You can't. Here's the, the analogy that comes to mind. When two people are riding along their journey together, they're on 97.7. Someone decides that they're going to grow and the other person wants to stay on 97.7 and someone goes to 106.1. You're not even hearing the same frequency no more. So, of course, you're going to have a different path, which is going to bring different opportunities, situations, people to you. It's going to cause the dysfunction that causes the split. So, grow together. And I'm all for somebody growing and struggling, but growing and struggling, and someone just growing. Yeah. I, 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 because you're, you're trying. You're making, you're trying. You're making an effort. Exactly. You can see that, and eventually, that try stops being a try and becomes an action. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I also don't let people stay a try either. Yeah. Because how do you try to untie your shoes? Mm. You just do it. Yeah. So trying is with the grain of salt. You know, yeah. you get a little bit for effort. Let, you, yes, but let us track your progress. Yes, I'm not for potential, I'm for promise. Yeah, well, you're, you're promised to do well. Mm. It's a whole lot different than potential. Potential gives you room for hope. I don't like hope. Yeah, hope is wishful thinking mixed with a little bit of doubt. I don't want no doubt in anything that I'm doing. Mm. And so, if I have doubt, I do everything I can to remove the doubt so that I have a level of certainty in that. That's alignment. Alignment is certainty. It's for sure. It's a sure thing. It's a sure thing. It's a sure thing. 99.9% of everything that we want in this life, whether it's a material possession or a partner, 99.9% of it is already created in the non-physical. All you're doing is aligning with it. And then allowing those good feeling feelings, thoughts, people, situations, and circumstances to come right in to your life experience. Because you're moving in alignment and allow everything 
when you're not in alignment, you don't get those things that you truly desire. I don't want this, I don't want that. But when you truly align, everything starts to flow. And you know you're not in alignment when you feel that. Sad, mad, angry, hurt, justified, all that. You're out of alignment. Yeah. You're out of alignment. It's just that simple. Yeah. Low vibration and high vibration in everything. There's a low vibration and high vibration in everything from your thinking, your actions, uh, the food you eat, all that has a vibration. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to talk about that and the difference um, between spirit and ego and when do we need ego. I talked about that as well um, already, but I just want to talk about the low vibration and high vibration right now. So it's like, when you want to operate at a higher frequency and you have those low vibrational tendencies that come in, and would that be considered the ego as well? Or is it just like certain tendencies that you have that? All oh, that's ego. All that is ego. See, that's the funny thing too. Ego can show up to you peaceful. It, it's, it, it will mask itself in every way possible to maintain its control mm -hmm. but low vibration is anything that feels bad yeah any sugar processed sugar low vibration mm -hmm. fuck around and be mad that you then gain all this weight around your gut low vibration it's manifestation you just keep low vibrational thoughts low vibrational people low vibrational experiences my friend said she went out recently and when she went to the club she just as soon as she walked in she was like i need to get out of here she could mm -hmm. feel it and then 15 minutes later, the club got shot at. It was a low vibrational space to be in. And, and remember, birds of feather flock together. Mm -hmm. So you're going to, wherever the vibration is, you're going to end up in that environment. So if you're operating on a low frequency, then you're going to be in a low frequency space around low frequency people. This is not an exception. I don't care who you are. There is no exception to this rule. You operate in low vibration, you operate in low frequency, you get it. Period. The higher the vibration, the better the life. Yeah. You create shit, come out of the every, just out of the moon. You you dig it through mail, next thing you know, you got a check that you didn't even know was there. You I mean all kind of stuff starts happening when you operate mm -hmm. on a high frequency. Mm -hmm. You get good news. You get good you get compliments walking down the street because your glow, it's real. We this is a spiritual space we are in. Yes. People give too much power and too much credit to this flesh that will be shot and killed in an instant. Mm -hmm. It's your spirit that people see. It's the light that you see. Sometimes people can't even see their own light. No. And, that, and that continues them walking in the path of low vibration because you don't see it for yourself. Exactly. Once you step outside yourself and start to observe, like you said, mm -hmm. you see that. And I light. will show you. She shows you. She's the most tangible. Wait, I'm showing. I get so excited when I think about it because, honey, oh God, man, let me tell you. She comes in and with love, like it's so much love that she comes with that you know that she and she told me she said this is this is a, a mustard seed of love that I have. Yeah, and you can't contain it. I was tears just off that, just a feeling out of love i was could not i could not believe and then she told me it's how much love your mother has for you but she can't show that's her mm -hmm. trauma it's a blockage but it was overwhelming yeah. this is this much was like you have your body was not capacity so you like suck that out of love you couldn't you couldn't so to that's ask for come on that is come on feel that over your body 
I was in a space. I was like, I don't even have this. How do I keep this after? She said, do your work. Mm -hmm. Do your work. Keep doing your work. Keep doing your work. And she's so clear. And she's so loving and understanding. She showed me that as understanding as I thought I was, I'm not. She's understanding of everything. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've been through, she's understanding. And there's not one person in this room, in this room, when we experienced her, that wasn't didn't come out like, oh my god, it's a woman. She's divine feminine energy to mm -hmm. the max. Mm -hmm. Like you, there's it is, it's so I'm like, damn, I'm way hard. I'm hell hard. <laughs> what? This is this is feminine energy for real. Like you can't look at people and see this encompassed mm -hmm. the way that it's supposed to be because it's you too much it. hardness. Mm -hmm. People play, they placate feminine energy. They placate this spirituality. But you're really not about that life when it comes down to this love. Mm -hmm. This love is shaped the is a whole It's a whole level of healing. Yeah. And you stop, and nothing matters. You stop tripping off of everything. Because of that love overtakes everything. You realize that this we're that the matrix is real. Yeah. It's yeah. real. Yeah. This white supremacy shit is real. It's real, like, and we operate from that mentality. Mm -hmm. So then it brings the advocate out of me. Like, even when she brought up like my issues with white supremacy, she said, "Why you love Malcolm X was because he was a fighter. Yeah, but he fought till his death. There's a way to fight in love that gets you what you want because you're operating on a different frequency to heal your people. Yeah, your job is to raise the vibration of humanity. It's not to fight white supremacy because what you resist persists." Mm. So I don't have to fight it. I just outthink it because I think from a higher perspective. And I see how they work. Yeah. I've been to the system enough to see that. So I see the education system straight up. I see the. That's why everything is so programmed right now because they know our potential of what we really are. And so they're trying to dumb us down and, and program us to think certain ways and have us uh, believe certain things, religion, different things they're trying Listen. to school. And How'd you get here? Mm -hmm. How'd the first human get to earth for real? Let's for throw real. out all of it. How, where'd you come from? Because mm -hmm. I'm looking for these Anunnaki, I'm looking for these Sumerian, I'm looking for these Lumerian, I'm looking for all of these. Y'all know to come on. Come on and start showing yourselves <laughs> to my people. <laughs> How? How did you get here? How did you get here? For real. Yeah. Like, let's put your religion that's 5,000 years old. Let's put it away. Yeah. Let's put all of that away for a moment. And let's just focus on how you got to planet Earth. Mm -hmm. How'd you get here? And and play with that. I feel like there's way too much information for people not to question every single thing they believe in what they've been taught. Yeah, and then you're a conspiracy theorist, or you're this and you're that. I'm like, well, you're just programmed to think that, and that's your belief system now. But I do not think like that. I'm not just caged into one thought process. I'm like, well, it could be this, it could be that. I don't know. I didn't see it for a fact and, and, and know it for a fact. Anything could be possible. Anything. 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 Then we watch how they, how they conspire against us. Mm -hmm. Every good leader we've had, they've killed. But there's a, there's a reason. Yeah. There's a reason. I should say every good letter because Minister Farrakhan is still alive. It's much respect. The honorable. 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 But majority of the ones who make strong traction, a lot of people look at, you know, the Nation of Islam and have and allow that to be, you know, it's, it's a religion. I don't want to take part in that. No, it's too much, too much black power. But every everyone has truth. 
yeah. in it. Everyone. It's yeah. just about how you take that truth and let it blossom in your heart and grow and find the truth within yourself. Because it's within yourself. God is within you. Even different practices and come, coming from different religions. I'm like, I'm like this, I'm like that, I'm like this, and all of it is raising my vibrational. Listen, Islam is one of the most peaceful religions of my life. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm like, I, I'm not, I have no judgment on anything or anybody. I'm like, I, I don't. That's so why I'm like, religion was for separation. I'm like, yes. not for separation. We should all be coming together. But I know they don't want that. No. This, they want that. They want to be in control, white supremacy. Um, and they want to push that agenda onto everyone. And they get scared. Specifically, I've seen it in the numbers when I was in jail. It was. About 13 of us, every morning we would go out to their definition of yard in the county and we'd say night, he's at nine. Mm-hmm. That was my thing I created. That, we going to meditation. Uh-huh. But do you know, when we, we were, it was a habit. We would go out, it's just 13 black girls, mm-hmm. okay? We outside, all the walks of life in black, singing, how did you get here? <laughs> Bitch, I caught the bus. <laughs> <laughs> We sing every song I can't find anybody out there singing just because it's such a low frequency space. Yeah. I cannot mm-hmm. be in low frequency spaces and not try to raise them around me and, and do the job, girl. Then COs would line up like we were uh we were a whole uh what is the war getting ready to take place against them. Because the strength in the number of mm-hmm. singing. And think about it, even when the nation of Islam shows up to something and it's all those men in suits, they get threatened. Listen, but when you look at the power, when they walk it by the numbers, though, it's power in yeah. that unity. It's power in it. And when black people specifically come together, they don't like it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's power. Why? Because mm-hmm. if we come together, we start talking, we start telling the truth, we start freeing ourselves, we start dismantling the religious belief systems that keep us captivated and under white man's rule. Mm-hmm. Now that's a problem. Because then we're stepping into our own selves. We don't want that. No. No. But there's always got to be somebody who got there's too many cooks in the kitchen at that point. So it's always with us. It's always someone who has to be supreme rather than understanding the supreme in them. When you understand the supreme in yourself, you're not intimidated by anybody else. You're able to do your work on your level and get your work done in your spot. A lot of us just like to be entertained. I'm not with that shit. Don't entertain me. Change me. Mm. I don't think that's me. Don't change, change me. I like that. Yeah. Oh, it's so much. It's so much to have. I like going on with that white supremacy. I'm like, girl, let's tear them up. Let's tear them up. Like, oh my goodness. Like, if the whole world would just operate at the high frequency with just love and compassion, white supremacy would cease to exist. It would be shut down immediately. It would be shut down. And it's like, why are the thoughts to even just want to have that much control? Because you don't have that power within yourself. It's a, are you it's trying a, to make that power? It's a smart system. Yeah. It's very, think about it. White supremacy runs this world. It's a very smart system. And it, and it even makes, and it's ran by elites. Let's not get into it because even white folks, they benefit. Kind of, mm-hmm. but ultimately you don't. It's only beneficial for those of whom are in control of it, for yeah. real. You give the idea that, first of all, you give an idea that white is supreme, and then it makes all non-whites feel less than. Well, if you as a person actually look in the mirror and feel less than, then what power do you have? Yeah. But if you as any race, really, because race doesn't matter at highest, look and see a supreme being and operate from that, then there's no need for any of 
supremacy will automatically take your shape and all this and their no But because we have an inferiority complex that's based off of the programming of education, of entertainment, of law, of politics, of economics, here we are. We're stuck. So it's really, that's why I focus. I can't focus on too much of anything else, but the spirit. Because I don't, I'm too lazy to go into law. Yeah. <laughs> I did politics. Yeah. Don't like politics. I just love it, but don't. don't. Like law. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I love it, but don't. You know, it's, it's still white supremacy. So, what I can vote. Okay. Y'all. <laughs> this has been a great part two of our, uh, our episode. I'm so glad to have you on again. We got to have another conversation. Um, go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you at, uh, your Instagram handle, your website, the services you offer. Just, just go ahead. Just go ahead. Just go ahead. <laughs> um, at Majestic Ashley on Instagram, at AZTL222 on Instagram, AZTL222.com is the website for the studio, where the home of the bio charger. Um, and then, of course, you gotta check out my husband's page. That's JBS underscore ink underscore therapy. Literally the life changing tattoo artist you didn't know you needed. And we would love to have you uh, in our, on our spaces. Now we, we're traveling in November, so we won't be active, but by all means, come and see us, come check us out. We would love to have you, how to experience, love to raise your frequency to the highest dynamics possible and to give you the healing that you've always wanted. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on Quantum Radio Podcast. This was amazing. Two times. <laughs> it was amazing. Both times. And, you know, I'm just going to continue my experience of learning and yeah. growing. And I, I feel like you're going to be a part of that. Yes, that's so, yeah. And you're coming to do it at Oscar. So, yes, yes. You're going to come and meet the shaman, the man who changed our whole life. Yes, yes. So, my <laughs> life can be continue to change and elevate <laughs> as well. So, thank you again. And we will see you next time on Fancy Radio. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe, share it with your friends, family. Um, and comment, leave a positive comment, positive review. I appreciate you guys for watching. Bye. <laughs> okay.